such a small game brings such an amount of joy and pain. <laughs> well, once again, thank you all for your time and coming out tonight. We, we will hopefully get through some things uh, quickish. And the amazing hospitality team have got some delicious dessert for us all tonight. What was that? All right, there we go. There's a little, there's a, someone catch that mouse over there right now. All right, let's all pray together tonight. Father, we thank you for your ultimate goodness and your love. We thank you, Lord, that we are absolutely nothing without you. And we thank you, Jesus, that you came, you gave up your life, you gave up everything uh, for us, Lord, so that we could have a moment to stand before you and accept you, Jesus, as our Lord and Savior. And tonight, we again acknowledge you, Jesus, as our Lord and Savior. And Lord, tonight, we just want to thank you. We want to thank you, Lord, of what we're a part of and how we can serve you together in this time and in this moment and through this church and what we're doing in Dunedin. Lord, I thank you for the body of Christ. I thank you for all the other churches in Dunedin, the great pastors and leaders. And Lord, I continue to believe and pray, and we continue to believe and pray for this great city. And Lord, tonight as we just declare again the simplicity of uh, of vision to reach a city, God, I pray, Lord, again, you would stir our heart for all that you have for us, Lord, that we could believe and go, go on, go beyond what we've what we've experienced already, but we could believe for more. Father, I thank you for this great city. I thank you for every family that's represented in this room. And Lord, again, I take authority and I release just your blessing and protection over their families. I thank you, God, for every single person. And again, God, we, we give you all the glory. We ask continually, Lord, that you would lead us and guide us. Lord, that you would go before us in all that we're doing. I continue to ask and pray, Lord, that we would be in your slipstream and continue bringing uh, revelation to the leaders of the church, Lord, to do our bit in the city. And so, God, again, tonight, as we just declare uh, vision and we speak out, I pray, Lord, for every person. Lord, as we even run to the end of this year and think about what next year could be, again, Lord, stir our hearts and, Lord, enlarge us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Well, you're all amazing, and thank you so much for coming out. This is the last vision night of the year. Normally, we have one a little bit later on in the year, but if you haven't heard or don't know by now, uh, Pastor Desiree and myself are, are going on our sabbatical. And so a sabbatical is, is supposed to come around uh, about every seven years of being in ministry. And now in our seventh year of being in ministry, we transitioned from Macedon and came to Dunedin. And, and uh, we were just not, we, we didn't actually want to take a sabbatical um, then. But now it's moved on to about the ninth year of ministry. And um, we're, we're excited about taking a sabbatical, um, not because we're away from you or away from the church, but because of the purpose of a sabbatical, a sabbatical is to is to uh, refresh and 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 re envision and sit before the Lord and have a break, which is a little bit longer than your normal um, time of having a holiday. Um, and so we're excited about that. Um, so every now and then, if you want to know what's going on, uh, just check my Facebook page, and uh, you'll find out what we're up to. But. Uh, Basically, in a nutshell, we are going to be going to Australia after the holidays with the kids. Um, we're taking them out of school for a week. We're taking them over to surface and doing some fun stuff there, which involves wet and wild, and I feel like I'm tired already. But, um, but uh, we wanted our sabbatical to refresh the kids as well, because uh, they work hard, and they, even though they're kids, they, they serve hard, they they give up mum and dad, and, and so we, we're doing that for them first. And then after we come back from Australia, I leave a week earlier than Desiree, and I go to LA, and I'm there with Pastor Pat Sparrow, who's going to be with us not this weekend, but the following weekend, So and Pastor Ed Leskey, and also Pat's twin brother, and someone else. 
so that's cool. And also Pastor Mark Collar from the UK, so next weekend's going to be rather busy. But um, So we're going to LA, we're going to um, launch Equipers Central Coast there in California. I've got the privilege to serve, uh, go there with Pastor Bruce Monk and Pastor Peter Prothero. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, I've got a couple of days off in LA, so catching a Lakers-Houston Rockets NBA game, just just throwing that out there, a bit of fun. If, if, sorry about it. I would, you're all welcome to come, but you have to pay for yourself, right? Um, so that, that's, that's actually quite cool. As a young fella, I've always wanted to go to an NBA game, so that's going to be fun. Um, anyway, going from there, we then go over to the UK. We're there for five days. And we preach over there and just see the church and, and all that. After that, we head to Israel for eight days. And we're doing um, some uh, tours through there. We go and see Francesco and Tanya in Rome after that. And then after that, we're going to go and see Dan and Juana in Zurich. And after that, we go back to London and fly back to Dunedin. And then we travel over to Queenstown. And Desiree is running the Queenstown Marathon. Um, so that all over the span of a couple of months. So <laughs> there'll be plenty of resting in there. <laughs> uh, I, I enjoy traveling, so it's not a it's not a burden. But um, I would I just appreciate uh, you you to to pray for us and uh, and pray for each other as well. So um, so thank you um, for being the wonderful people that you are. Uh, we know the church is just going to continue moving forward uh, because of the people that you are, and we've got everything organized. Um, Pastor Justine and, and Mike on and, and a few others, Nicole, <laughs> has organized everything, so it's going to be good. So, yeah, so that's what's happening for us for October, November, and, but we're still going to be in a like, phone communication and talking, and it's not just going to be stop, drop, and roll on out of here. We're still going to be praying for the church, and so it's going to be good. Cool? Everyone's like, oh, I wish I was you. Well, I'm feeling very blessed that we're able to do that. Um, so it is, it's good. Um, I want to I talk tonight and just, just again um, reiterate, speak out, just, conf- like, uh, uh, just confirm for a better word, amplify just a simple vision of the house. There's nothing different. Tonight, but hopefully it will come out in, a, in another way that will continue to resonate in your heart, continue to stir in your spirit for what we believe for Dunedin City. I, I believe uh, that God is just slowly going to release initiatives into us as a church. We've, we've purposely not gone wide as a church in the last uh, two and a half years. We've purposely kept things very simple and because if we build the simple stuff strong first, uh, then we come from a place of strength, not a place of strain. And, and so again tonight, um, I'm reiterating some of the stuff. And so you're going to say, I've heard this before, or I pray you're going to say, I heard this before. If it's new to you, that's okay. Um, uh, but we're going to go from the, uh, and, and um, I think it was October or September last year, You'd probably remember we did this series called Enlarge. I'm not sure if you can remember or not, but it's come out of a revelation from from Isaiah 54. Now, interesting enough, Pastor Neil Smith preached on Isaiah 54 last weekend. And uh, so a year ago, Isaiah 54 came up. And now, again, this year, Isaiah 54 has come up. So I know God is good. But when he repeats some stuff, I'm like, are you good? There's some stuff to listen to. And so in Isaiah 54, um, 2 to 4, I was reading it out of the New Living Translation, but I'm reading it out of the New King James because as I was reading it, I felt God just share some more thoughts with me, which I'm going to share tonight. But it says this, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings do not spear, uh, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Um, this is really, again, the basis of a prophetic word. We're in prophetic direction, uh, I see for us 
in the life of the church. But the simplicity comes from going through the Scripture, and I'm just going to share some thoughts. So the first point that I want to share tonight is it's just enlarge the place of your tent. Number one, with this thought of enlarging the place of your tent, can we thank God for what He has done and the capacity that you now have? We can, we can go straight into the Scripture and go, oh, I've got to enlarge the place of my tent. But I think actually what we need to be able to do is celebrate the enlargement that has already happened. That what God has already done, uh, not just in me, but in, in you and in, in the church and other people around. And in fact, uh, tonight at the end of the ser- in service, whatever we end of tonight, um, we've done for the first time, and what we want to actually do, we want to get this out in May rather than, uh, what are we in, September? So it's going to come out a little bit earlier next year. But in September this year, we've done it. We just had some hold-ups for one, or another, not one way or another. But we've got our equipper's annual report that we're going to just hand out to everyone. And it's got some information in there. But it really does show you a, a story or a picture of uh, the enlargement that has happened in, in church and what God has been doing. I've been excited to go through this, and it's been a lot of work to get the information and get it correct, but it really does show a testimony of the enlargement of what God has done through you and through the life of the church. And so will you grab one of those, and I pray when you read through it, you'll get an expectation of, man, this is amazing what God's done. And uh, you'll be excited and you'll celebrate with us. And again, you'll look forward to what we can do together next year. But come on, can we thank God for what God has done and the capacity that you now have? You know, I've, I've gone through a few reviews this week and just because I'm away for the next two months. And, and I've spoken to different leaders in the life of the church and, and just, just been able to encourage them, say, man, you have done just a, you've done a superb job this year. Can, can you just thank God for how much you've grown this year, how, how much capacity you now have this year? You know, I, I love the thought. Um, Matt and Abby aren't here, but uh, you know, at the start of the year, I'm like, Abby, you up for this? We're we're going we're going to go to three services. We have only got one worship leader. Are you up for this? Um, I mean, it was it was it was harder for her because I was like, we've got a few more preachers than we do have worship leaders, so I can get to have a. I don't have to preach three services, but are you keen? And she she led for the first I don't know three to four months every single service. But the enlargement in her and the capacity that she now has and, the, and, her, and her ability and the authority that she has has, has just been phenomenal. And we've seen uh, both Matt and Abby grow into a great place. Um, we've seen other people grow and, and, and enlarge in their capacity and just come back and go, man, I never thought I'd be able to do this. But I, I think we've got to celebrate the capacity that we now have in in God, in fact, all the way through the uh, the books of Moses, the Beatitude, I think, is the a terminology for it. Uh, there's there's a whole lot of festivals that uh, that are there, and it's to celebrate all these festivals. We, as a church, I know we're very we're apostolic in nature, and so we're about taking ground, and we're about doing this, and we're on to the next thing, and on to the next thing. But can I can I encourage us as a culture of the church? Can we celebrate what God is doing? Can we? Can you celebrate all the things that He's done in your life this year? I want to continue just to encourage you. Let's celebrate and let's declare the goodness of God. In Psalm 102. Um, verses 21, it says, To declare the name of the Lord in Zion and His praise in Jerusalem. See, celebrate actually means to proclaim. When we celebrate, we're proclaiming the goodness of God. When we're talking about enlarging the place of our tent and we're looking back at where we've come from to where we are now, man, come on, can we proclaim the goodness of God? I love looking back at different people and different families in the life of the church and going, man, a year ago, 
Where were you at to where you are now and seeing what God has done in them and now they're leading e-groups and doing all sorts of stuff. Man, that's something to proclaim the goodness of God about. You know, let's continue to celebrate everything that God has done because if we can't celebrate, then I don't know about you. When I give a gift to my kids, I came home from London last year and I gave one of my kids, which will remain nameless, I, I bought him back like three awesome presents. And I gave them to him. Uh, when I first got home, basically, like, hey, there, and gave, gave them the presents, but he opened them, put it down, opened them, put it down, opened them, put it down. I'm like, you ungrateful little sod. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, oh, I wonder what's wrong with him. No. Um, yeah, I, 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 I was meant to think the first thing, but I didn't say it. But, but I, I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to get you anything the next time I go away. Now that's a bad illustration, but uh, I, I figured out that 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 what that that Jake was um <laughs> was actually he's he's a quality time person. So he didn't want three gifts; he just wanted three big hugs. And so I learned that, and he was very grateful. Uh, about an hour late, half an hour later, is right. You know, anyway. But let's learn to celebrate. Let's continue to celebrate. When we've got testimonies of, of, of e-groups doing all sorts of things, we've got, uh, I'll, I'll put out a little, like someone get excited about this, but Cam and his e-group, he's going to be sharing on, on Sunday about what their e-group's doing for a serve in September. And uh, just again, celebrating what God has done. In fact, in Matthew chapter 25, verse 23, this is the parable of the three servants. Listen to this. It says, The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small things, uh, small amounts, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. That's, that's awesome, isn't it? But we, a lot of the time we think, oh, great, many more responsibilities, and we stop there. We don't read the very next line, which is, says this, let's celebrate together. We think, great, I've done well with this, and now I've got some more responsibilities. But let's not miss out the celebrating together. Why are we doing the Equipers Ball? We're celebrating together. It's a great idea to just get dressed up and, and get out. A lot of people enjoy that stuff, and there's going to be good food, and there's going to be entertainment. We're celebrating being together as a family, and so let's continue just to celebrate. Celebrate one another in their victories. You know, celebrate when, when your e-group doubles and you need to create another e-group and celebrate that new person getting saved. Celebrate new people coming into church. Let's continue to celebrate. Um, celebrate what we've been able to do because God's grace is on our life. Well, let's remember the grace of God is on our life. And you've been able to step in and lead and do that stuff purely because of the grace of God. Well, you, you, maybe you're working in your own strength, but can I encourage you? Can you step into the grace of God? Because you'll be a whole lot more useful <laughs> in a nice way. Because the call of God and the unction of God on your life, you, you will achieve way more with God than without God. And so let's learn how to celebrate. Um, number two, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Number two is, can you look further than you have before? This year has been a year where you've, you've stepped out and, or we've stepped into something for the first time. But with the scripture, it says, let's stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. See, curtains keep your view in or, they, or it keeps it out. See, I, I, at my house at home, we've decided we don't have curtains on our lounge room windows because we want to keep the view. We like our view. But if we put curtains up, all that's doing is looking at our internal view. I believe what God wants to say to us tonight is that it says here to stretch open, uh, stretch out the curtains of your dwelling place, of your house. So if you think about your dwelling place, your house, you've arranged it how you want to arrange it. You like the couch here. You like the TV there. You like the bed there. You like this there and, and all that. But, but God is saying, come on, let's, let's stretch open the curtains 
and, 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 and let's stretch open the curtain so that our viewpoint can go further than just our house, just what we're doing as a house. And I even feel prophetically God is saying that to us as a church. So we've got a vision locally as our church but also, I'm looking, and I'm looking out the windows. I'm, I'm looking for those conversations, those one-liners that, that, I, that I just get, I, I pick up on. And I'm going, man, that could be an opportunity of where we could get into the community. And in fact, Serve September was also strategically designed to go, I wonder what e-groups are going to come up with. Because all of you are in the community, and all of you will know some areas of of need in the community. I'm like, oh, I wonder what the e-groups are going to come up with. And I wonder if this is just going to be a one-off thing or maybe, we, maybe God's calling us to get behind it as a church. And I'm, cre- I'm trying to seek opportunity. I'm looking around and even in our, and, and when we have different meetings, we're always looking, we're always trying to seek out what God wants to do in us and through us in the community. So can we look further than you have before? You know, open up the windows. Get out. Let's get out of our own area of like, well, I've got this and I've got that. I've got this. But could we just stand at the window and stretch open the curtain and go, how far could we look, God? How, how, how much visibility does God, God want to give you? I don't know about you if you're, you're, you're into snowboarding or skiing, but there's nothing worse than going up the mountain and the visibility is rubbish. It's terrible day skiing. It's like it's depressing. You spend all this money, you've gone out there, but the visibility is poor. But I really believe that if we open up the curtains and we look out, God wants to give us visibility. God wants to give you visibility. Come on, where could you be looking? I know in our young adults program, we need people to serve in Red Frogs because we've got opportunities in different halls of residence that have, uh, they're just saying, hey, yeah, we would love a crew. We'd love someone to come in here, but that's again, we're, we're looking for opportunity. But maybe your opportunity could be that, I don't, I don't know. I mean, in Genesis chapter 13, verses 14 to 18, so um, Lot and Abraham have, have left, they've gone on their way, and they get to this point where they figured out that Abraham is so blessed and Lot is so blessed, the land can't actually hold them both, and so they have to separate. And it says this, After Lot had gone, and the Lord said to Abraham, so they chose, and after Lot had gone, the Lord had said to Abraham, Look as far as you can, look as far as you can see in every direction, north, south, east, west. I'm giving all this land as far as you can see, to you and your descendants as a permanent possession, and I will give you so many descendants that are like the dust of the earth. They cannot be counted. Go and walk through the land on every direction, for I am giving it to you. So Abraham moved. Sorry, Abraham moved his camp to Hebron and settled near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. Uh, there he built another altar and worshipped the Lord. But could it possibly? Could can we expand our vision? Just a little bit. Can we expand your world? Can I expand my world to just believe for God to do something uh, in and through us this year? You know, oh, we've got a vision that we have for church, which is we believe that every person should get planted in an e-group. Why? Because that's a place where they can have belonging. They, it's a place where they they can meet week to week. It's like Acts chapter two, meet, meeting week to week, getting encouraged in prayer, getting encouraged through the Word of God, being prayed for, creating small church and big church. Believe the sense of belonging, and so we're pushing. Next year, we are putting a ruthless strategy in place. I'm, I'm, I'm just going, I just know God. He's just like, we've got to get e-groups above, uh, I think it's 52%. Was it 52? I'm just off the top of my head. I'm like, that's not enough people in e-groups. That's not the vision. The vision is, oh, I'm believing that this time next year, uh, when the report, maybe not because we're doing it in May, but uh, let's get it up to 70. Why? Because we want to know the condition of our flock. We want to know the people that are coming through the door. Are we loving them? Are we pastoring them? Are we discipling them? And the only way we can really do that is if we've got great e-group leaders. Guess what? Why couldn't, could you open up 
your curtains and go, you know what? I want to be an e-group leader. I want to be able to help serve that vision and serve people. Can we look a little bit further? I believe wherever you can believe, whatever God can give you, He's going to give you just like He did to Abraham. And it's a promise from God. Um, number three. We're doing all right. What is, uh, so it says here, do not spare. Do not spare. A real simple question tonight is, what is too expensive for you to give up? Now, I'm not telling you you have to give up your prized possession, but I'm throwing out a question there. What's too expensive in your life that you can't give up right now for Jesus if he's calling you to do something? And I'm, I'm throwing it out there like that because because we often put other things before the, the, the stepping out in faith before God, before what He's calling you to do. I love the fact that out of some conversations I've had with some people this year, I've said, hey, don't be away for a Sunday. And they've responded. They'll, they go away, but they'll drive late Saturday night to be back. For a Sunday. Why? Because nothing's too expensive. They're prepared to give up sleep. <laughs> They're prepared to give up stuff. Why? Because I said, you're, you're, you're valuable in church. You're, you, you look for new people. You connect with new people. You're, you're, you're a, you know, and, and like, all of you are. I mean, I mean, but I mean, if you want me to, I'll ask you the same question. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I was like, let's. What's, what's too expensive to give up? God says in the Scripture, don't, do not spare any expense. Why? Because God wants you to believe that we can do anything, that, anything at all if God's called us to do it. I totally believe from everything that's in me, if God has called you to do it, He will supply uh, the financial needs. And, and I've come to really enjoy that blessing. I love that. I just thank God all the time now for it. Uh, there was a time where I wanted to be naive, and I, I said, God, challenge me in this, and I had to repent. Um, but I'm so thankful that, that I believe it's just a faith. I'd, I've, I've, I've asked God, and I've said, look, I'd love God. I'd, can you just take away a little bit of that and give me a little bit more faith for uh, salvations on a Sunday? Or can we work this out somewhere? Can we balance it out a little bit? Uh, but that's just how I work with God. And, and he said, no, this is the grace that I've given you, and you just need to be happy and walk in it. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. You're God. But, um, but for some reason, I've got a grace on my life to believe for finances. And it's just awesome. But you know what? There's a grace on your life. And the church of Jesus Christ needs the grace on your life. Maybe you're the person with the grace on your life to believe for salvations on a Sunday. Maybe you're the person uh, with the grace on your life that can believe for miraculous and, and for healing. Uh, maybe you're that person that has a gift for teaching in your life. Maybe you're that person. Whatever it is, I believe, you know, this is why I'm so passionate about the church, the body of Christ coming together, because I know that I've got weaknesses, you've got weaknesses, but I've got strength and you've got strength. And so is there any expense that you're not prepared to give up? For the church of Jesus Christ, for what He's called you into, and I just, I'll, I'll just share, talk about this: our time, or our treasure, which is our finances, or our talent. Come, what talent have you got that isn't being used in the in in the church? Now I'm talking to all the servers here, so you're all you are using it. But what about when you go and reproduce the culture and talk to your people in your team and and your you're, you're articulating and trying to recruit people for your team. Come on, people have got talents, God-given talents that, that, that the church needs, that people need. You know, I love the fact that, that uh, oh, just, I, just, I love just meeting new people with different gifts. Well, I don't know if they're here, but um, I was talking to Pastor Justine today about Jason and Tammy. I'm like, man, they're just doing a great job with their e-group. 
They're great. I mean, they, they could really possibly open up all that family e-group area and, and take it to another level and just connecting with different things. And we only met them like a year ago. But there's a grace on them. There's lots of every, every person, everyone's got different graces. But let's, let's, not, let's not not give them up for Jesus. Let's not spare any expense. I'm, I, I'm passionate about the local church. And I, I believe in the local church. Why? Because I believe it's the bride of Christ. And I believe that's what Jesus is coming back for. And so I'll always look through everything through the, through the local church eyes. I love all the different other things that lift up the name of Jesus and promote the gospel and all that. I, I like it. But my prayer is that they'll always point people back to the church. I know the church has got issues. Why? Because I'm in it, and so are you. <laughs> but it's what the Bible says that Jesus is coming back for, without spot and blemish. But let's let's use let's serve the church, and let's serve our our community as well. Um, next, it says lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Um, just, just number four for the moment is uh, know what you are connected to. So lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. And so the point number four is know what you're connected to. Now, if we were to go to Scripture on this, let's go to John chapter 15. And Jesus is saying this, it says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. It says, as abide in me and I and you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bear much fruit. For without me you cannot do nothing. If anything, anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me, my words abide in you and in you. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. You know, when we're stepping out in faith and when we're going out in vision and we're doing tasks and we've got all these jobs to do and we've got, sort of like, you know, um, Scrooge is coming up. Woo, Scrooge! Two months of pretty intense time, commitment. But there's a possibility, though, at the end of it, when we do the story of Scrooge and we preach the gospel, because we don't do Scrooge just to do a play. We do Scrooge to create an atmosphere or an opportunity to preach the gospel. There's an opportunity in the next two months for someone to get tired, someone to get upset, someone to get itchy, Scratchy, someone to get annoyed, lack of patience. I'm not prophesying this, I'm just remembering from last year. No, um, <laughs> but all of that, all of that, we've got to remember who we're connected to. In every e group that you lead, and there's that pers person or those people that are. Needing a lot of care and needing a lot of grace, and which needs you to have a lot of humility and a lot of patience. You got to go to your source and you got to know who you're connected to. You got to know the, the, where, the, where the unction of the Holy Spirit comes from. You've got to remember where your grace comes from, where if you can strengthen your cords, or lengthen your cords. And strengthen your stakes is really just, just again, stirring up the faith that's in you. I'd say go to 
1 Corinthians chapter 12 and look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit and look at the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, and start speaking in tongues in your heavenly language and stirring up the, 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 the power of God that's in you to know how to approach any situation or, or every situation. You know, when you're going into maybe a different conversation or whether you're leading someone in your e-group and saying, you know what, you've asked me about this now a few times. Can I actually tell you what I believe the Word of God says in this situation, which might be contrary to what you believe, but this is what I believe the Word of God is. And you've got to step out on faith and step out and believe and stand on the Word of God, which is sharper than a double-edged sword, but you go in faith. And you go with the power of the Holy Spirit because you've got a confidence and an authority of course because you know that you've lengthened your cords and your capacity, but you're still staying connected to the very source. And knowing that you're, an, you're allowed also to let Jesus prune you. Even when there's times where that branch has produced a good amount of fruit, the Bible says there that he'll even chop that up. Why? Because it will grow again and produce an, an even, even more fruit than it did in the last time. And so I want to say to you, don't, don't be scared of what God's doing in and through your life and the different seasons that he's taking you in. Because there's, there was fruit at the beginning. And if he needs to prune a branch off, why? It's because there's going to be more fruit. And, and if there is pruning of a branch that doesn't produce fruit, then that's good because we, there's areas in our lives that we need him to deal with some stuff. But we've got to know who we are connected to. So whatever you're leading, whatever e-group you're in, whatever ministry you're leading, when, when you get to the end of yourself and you're frustrated and you're hurt or you're disappointed, you've got to come back to the source of why you were doing it. And I pray the source of why you are doing everything that you're doing is because you know the, the connection that you have and the servant heart that you have for Jesus Christ. In Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 and 26, I, I, um, I took this rather cool selfie of me today. It wasn't that. It was like, this is a bit cheesy, but I really felt as inspired by God. Um, but I was just walking along. And it was a nice day, and I felt the sun shining on my face. And I was like, this is, this is, I felt the presence of God. And I just felt, you know, this is cool. And so I just like pretended I was walking along, and I held the camera down here, stared straight ahead, and yeah, took a photo. <laughs> it looks like I'm just walking ahead. But then I, I just threw it up on Instagram, but I put this scripture up there. It says, uh, it says this, the Lord make his face Shine upon you and be gracious to you. See, I didn't put that up on Instagram to see how many likes I could get or anything. I, I put it up there because I was, I was declaring and proclaiming and celebrating who I'm connected to. And, and declaring who Jesus is in my life. And my, it, was just, it was just a short moment this morning when I was going to my other source of energy the coffee shop, but the major source of energy got in first, accidentally, but it happened. <laughs> uh, God, God turns up whenever you want, whenever, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just felt that the Lord make his face shine upon you. Sometimes we've got to stop and know who we're connected to. Just a moment with Jesus and a deep breath can go, oh going to be right <laughs> or it's just one of those days or or maybe you're having a great week and you can just stand there for a little while and go man thank you Jesus you can just celebrate you can celebrate all that he's done but come on when we lengthen our cords and strengthen our states let's know who we're connected to just takes a moment I love, love this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be glorious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. goes on uh, in Isaiah 54. It says, You shall expand to the right and to the left. You know, I was thinking about expansion, and it just made me... Think about, can I 
current structure handle what God wants to do? When we're talking about expansion, can our so this point is number five is can our current structure handle what God wants to do? If this is a prophetic scripture for us as a church, if it's not just come up last year at this time, but this year at this time, God's speaking to us. And so we've got to ask ourselves some questions. Now, I believe our current structure, if, as we're doing it, can handle it. We just need more people to be in it. Belonging. We just need a man. How can we encourage more people to know that they're called by God. I have conversations with Pastor Justine all the time. Who could we get to lead this e-group? Who could we get to do this? And sometimes, to be honest, she'll go and have a conversation with someone. And then this spirit of intimidation, not because of Justine, but <laughs> there's this... <laughs> Sorry, Pastor Justine. But the spirit of intimidation, which is around, which is around this area, where people just come in, oh, no, I don't think I could do that. But yet you've got two people who've had a conversation who are pastors in your church, who believe in you, who have not just gone, oh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Let's give that person a go. Um, <laughs> but that's pretty much our strategy, isn't it? No. Um, no. <laughs> no, no. But, uh, but I'm just saying, there's, there, when someone comes and asks you, we believe in you. And I need you to believe in yourself as well. Take a step of faith and go out to it. You know, in March, March is our campaign month. I know you're like six months away. But why, what about even now, thinking, well, I know I don't lead an e-group, but maybe I could lead an e-group. I'm going to put my name down to host, to be part of the host campaign in March. Because we're, we're going to be going, we're, we're going to be tapping people on the shoulder. Hey, why don't you think about it in March? Why don't you do this? Why? Because we believe in e-groups. We have, we have a system. Now, we do our best, and the system has had its flu glitches in the, in, in the later months, but we're, we're working on making, making it work. But a, a technical glitch doesn't uh, override the heart of the church and what we're trying to achieve. We'll work through the technical glitches, but our heart of the church is why? Because we want to get people to belong in an e-group so that we can bring pastoral care. When someone's celebrating this or they're hurting through that, there's a group of people around them that can love them and help them and lead them. Someone's marriage is falling apart. Well, we were able to upline that and maybe get a little bit more help or someone's needing to do this or that. We want to get people in to e-groups. So I do believe our current structure, but it needs more people serving in e-groups. It needs more people serving in e-teams. And so the vision of the church, and if you're, if you're reproducing the vision of the church in your language when you're talking to people, hey, what e-group are you in? Oh, you need to get in the e-group. Find an e-group. Oh, let me help you find an e-group. Why? Because the heart of the church is that we love people and we help lead people. Oh, what e-team are you in? Oh, man, I, yeah, I was the same as you. I used to think, yeah, stuff getting up early on a Sunday. But, man, I've started serving in the coffee team. Do you know how many people you meet in the coffee team? It's awesome. In fact, you know, you know, you know my wife now? I met her when I was doing the coffee team. Now, I don't know if that's, no, that's actually, I don't think that's true at all. But just imagine you could meet your spouse. Serving on the coffee machine. Oh, I don't know. There's, oh, there's, there's a bit. Oh, the best place to meet people, meet your spouse, is probably the church. <laughs> I reckon it would be, but we've got a. That's our vision. That's our purpose. This, this is what we're trying to get a, to people to feel belonging, and investing in their church, and we're creating this place of strength, and then uh, we'll grow. Because everyone wants to grow. If you want to learn theology, go to the university. Read your Bible. But if you want to learn local church and reaching out to the community as much as we can, if we want to build, build people that are full of faith, that can be in their worlds and reach their worlds, then that's what we're building as a church. I'm all up for theology. 
I'm all up for that stuff. It's important to learn, but I'm all about the local church. I've met too many people that have gone and done theology degrees and have no concept of the local church. I'll stand by this. Jesus is not coming back for you and your theology degree. He's coming back for you and the church. Your, your theology degree can be used in the church, but he's coming back for the local church. Um, where are we at? Five, was it? Can our current... Um, oh, man, this is, this is, I think, one of the... It's the shortest amount of notes I have, but I believe in the most prophetic um, part of the scripture for me, which jumped off the page when I read it again this time. It says this, And your descendants will inherit the nations. There's people in this room that are going to inherit the nations. As a church... I don't know the full history of it. And even, so your team's going to inherit the nation. And number seven, we're here to take ground and make the desolate cities inhabited. We're going to finish. Um, uh, Andrew, just play something if you want. <laughs> here's, here's the thing for us as a church. And I say this with all respect because I'm, I'm honored to stand with people who have obeyed and gone and given it a go. Because leading churches and pastoring is one of the hardest jobs in the world. And I'm not saying that for anything. I'm just, I just know the pressures that it carries. But I know the grace of God as well. But when I read the scripture and it says, and your descendants will inherit the nations and Make the desolate cities inhabited. Man, I just thought of South Dunedin. Man, I just thought of Mosgiel. Now, I'm not disregarding any of these churches that are out there and in those places. But there was a there was a time when this church had a church in South Dunedin. Where there was a time when this church had a church in Mosgiel. Now we still have Axe Church with South Life in Mosgiel. And that's great. And I'm very happy for what God's called Pastor Paul to do now. But for me and for what I believe God has for this house, I believe God wants to raise up people that would inhabit the desolate cities. What could it look like for us as a church to come? from a place of strength to go down to Balclutha again. To, rise, to raise a couple up and, to, and go, let's, let's see how this could work. That we can put finances behind you and let's give it a go again. Because it says you'll stretch out from the right to the left. Now, I figured to make that work, I just have to turn around a little bit and then soon South Dunedin will be on my right. So you can make it work however you want. This doesn't, I don't think direction means a whole lot. But I think and I believe in my heart that God wants us to reach our region. God wants us to reach our region, but it's only, we're only going to reach our region if we can learn to enlarge, if we can learn to give everything over to Him, if we can learn to trust Him, if we can learn to get Him behind a vision and come to a place of strength. While we're away on sabbatical, our heart's desire is that e-groups will grow, that e-teams will grow, that church life will grow because people are getting connected and they're coming to a sense of place or a place of belonging, a place where they can invest in a place that they will grow. Our heart's desire is that we've got a, a team of people that are carrying the vision of the church to, to look at the foyer and wait for those, that new family to come in and they go, hey, how's it going? Welcome to church. Is this your first time here? How long have you been coming along? Man, it's awesome. What e-group are you in? 
You're not in the e-group. Oh, would you like to know more about e-group? Man, I'd love to catch up and have a coffee with you. Sacrificing a bit of time because nothing's too expensive. I mean, as a pastor, that would be awesome. And you know what? I actually have a real belief and a real faith in what you carry as a church because we're here to serve Jesus. We're not here to serve man. And so I believe as, as we do that, I want to encourage you. You've done a phenomenal job this year. We've seen church grow. We need to celebrate this stuff. We need to thank God for it. We need to thank God for how you've grown and how you're enlarged this year. But as the words of what Pastor Neil said, there's always going to be more. But we've got to find our peace in the more. Because the more is all about the kingdom of God. It's all about salvations for Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm happy to do more if we're going to see more salvations for Jesus. But it's just creating that space where people need feel like they can belong and they can invest and they can grow. When we jump to our feet, we're finished. I'll just check. Yeah. Father, I thank you for these amazing people, how they diligently turn up to serve you, Lord, to worship you, to create a space to honor you with their lives. I thank you, Lord, for the different people that are serving in different areas and the different grace and the different authority that they carry on their lives. But Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would again just wash over every person. Lord, even a sense right now that they would know who they're connected to, that they're connected to the power and the person of Jesus Christ. That, Lord, even tonight there would be a refreshing coming out of winter, Lord, and shaking off some of the, the hardship and the, the dark mornings. And, but, Lord, stepping into the light. Lord, knowing you again, may your face shine upon us, Lord, as we step into spring. May, may we continue to serve you and serve the local church, Lord. And out of the local church, Lord, we could go to a place of strength to be able to get in behind different initiatives that are happening in the community, Lord. But Lord, our, our prayer right now is to, is to come from a place of strength. And Lord, once again, just to build and strengthen the place that we can disciple and we can lead and we can love, Lord, your people. So, Lord, I pray you would refresh and, Lord, you would encourage, you would stir up every person in this room, Lord, just to be able to serve you again afresh. May again your love fall on every person, I pray, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I think that's like the first vision night I've ever finished early. Three minutes. Uh, so, well, yeah, at the back, there's going to be these um, little annual report things that you're welcome to grab. I'm not sure how many they've printed, but maybe you just grab one between a family or, what, or whatever. So it's all good. Uh, if we run out, we will print some more and we'll have them handy for Sunday. But, um, yeah, God bless you all. Keep charging for Jesus. Go and have some hospitality. I think they've got some nice dessert out there. All right.